forgiven
I'm like you And if the sun has set you free You are free indeed If the sun has set you free You are free indeed If the sun has set you free You are free indeed Oh, if the sun has set you you are free Let's sing it. can hear me or not thumbs up tell me to give you a thumbs up can, can you hear me okay yeah. is it too loud or is it about good okay okay so we just finished worship by chris tomlin it says you are my king slash amazing love um today we have a guest speaker and he's been multiple times he always brings that fire pastor carmen let's welcome him everybody thank you for coming um before we jump in to what you know, the Lord's put on Pastor Carmen's heart today. Does anyone have any testimonies, any praise reports they would like to share? I do. Okay, just speak loud. I've been going to see a chiropractor for the past two months, and he's to me he's done a, a, a great job uh, focusing on me uh, healing. And like you know, all my prayers, I thank um, Jesus for bringing this chiropractor to me. And today, I was going to tell my husband, but I wanted to surprise him too. Today on my left, my left foot, um, my three toes, put on this just came to me when you put your socks on let that be your trigger to talk to your toes to talk to whatever you need to talk to because he said you have what you say right 
So you don't have to pray anymore. You don't have to ask him anymore. It's already yours. So you say how it's going to turn out. Right? And, and let that be a trigger. Every time you put socks on, toes, you're going to work right. You're going to feel right. Amen? Perfect. That's, that's good testimony. Yeah, but see how simple it is. I love know? triggers. I do. I use those all the time. Triggers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have any uh, praise reports or testimonies you'd like to share? I have one. Pastor Carmen, you've heard it. I shared it at the men's Bible study with the two men that I approached after um, during a route that I had. And I'll share it quick, so um, it won't be new news to Pastor Carmen, but for you guys. And so anyways, it was um, on Monday, uh, my boss was gone out of work and I had to do his route. So I'm doing his route and I noticed when I got to one of the stops that I needed to drop some stuff off. I saw this uh, young man outside of his uh, truck and, you know, he was was smoking a cigarette. He has a bunch of tattoos. He's kind of intimidating. You know, he's 6'4". He's a a big dude, you know. And it's crazy because God always gives me the giant. Always. He gives me the biggest of men to talk to. So I, I, I just, it's amazing. But anyways, long story short, I was just praying and just, you know, just spending time with the Lord during work. Because we can do that. We don't have to go into a secret place. And I, I encourage everyone to go to a secret place. But you can have constant fellowship and communion with the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. So anyways, the Lord told me, he's like, I want that one. And I want you to talk to him. And I kind of started wrestling with the Holy Spirit. I kind of was like, I got nervous. I don't really get nervous. My heart started pounding. And I'm like, Lord, and I was trying to make every excuse in the book. Be like, well, Lord, I got to do this. I got to make sure I finish this route before the drivers come and this and that. So I said, Lord, I'll come back. I'll come back when I'm done. So anyways, about an hour's passed. I come back and now there's two guys. Not one, now there's two. So God, God multiplied, and now he's like, okay, I want you to talk to these two. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew now, I'm like, okay, I'm in my car. And you know, sometimes I have to stir what's in me, mm-hmm. right, before I go and talk to people. I'll be like, Lord, this is for your glory, not mine. Let your will be done. But Lord, I need you to come and be present. I need you to give me something for them. Because, you know, our words can be very empty. And have no weight, but when we give them the word of God, when we show the love of Christ, when we have the power of the Holy Spirit, that's is a game changer, and that's what gets their attention. Man. So, anyways, long story short, I go to the guy, and you know, I was just like, hey, you know, what are you guys doing today? Are you guys putting carpet in? He's like, no, we're doing some plumbing, and I was like, cool, cool. So like, you don't always have to be like, hey, Jesus loves you, or whatever God's put on you, you can still talk to them, and just like we're talking, but then. God will give you a word for them, or God will press something on your heart to share with them. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I asked one of the guys, I said, hey man, um, I know you guys work hard, I know you guys do a laborious job, is anyone dealing with knee pain right now? And then, and then I got back pain, is anyone dealing with back pain? And the guy said that God told me to talk to, he said I have knee pain. So God gave me the right word for him, and another guy had back pain. Perfect, right? So I told the other guy, and I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. The Lord has really directed me with people that have these, you know, legs shorter than the others. Yeah. But you don't realize how many people deal with it and it's, it becomes normal. Like when we deal with pain or sickness, it just becomes to a point where, oh, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just have the shoulder pain. It's normal. Yeah. Or I have this lower back pain. I sit. It's all. I, I meet tons of people that they're like, oh, I just wake up with aches and pains. It's all good. And I'm like, we don't have to live like that. <laughs> if Jesus paid it 100%, he paid it 100%. But we have to take it. Like Pastor Carmen said, speak to it. Yes. Tell it it's, it's yours. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so these guys that I'm, I'm talking to, and I said, hey, man, is one of your legs shorter than the other? And the one guy that originally God wanted to talk to, his name was Charles. Another guy was named Wyatt. And he said, um, no, I don't think so. I never checked. But another guy chimed in. He's like, oh, yeah, actually... I got my medical marijuana license because my leg was short. He's like, ah, yeah, he's like a typical kind of, you know, he's, he's a stoner guy. But, um, but you know what? It's, it's amazing because God doesn't care what they say or if they're cussing or they're smoking. God's going to show up. It's amazing. So anyways, I said, hey, why? You want to see something cool? Come here, man. Sit right there. And I said, your leg's going to grow out. It's going to get healed. 
I literally prayed and it took like a second for it's like, like it just went. I don't it was the quickest I've ever seen it. And he's like, whoa, like this is amazing. He started freaking out. He started freaking out. And then the other guy seen it too. And then I prayed for him, but it took me three times to pray for his leg. And the and the Holy Spirit told me, he says, I know you've seen this hundreds of times, but you still need faith and you still need it with me mm-hmm. or it won't happen. Mm-hmm. And we and I, I'm I'm being I'm like, Lord, you're right. I'm sorry, because like I have to repent because I can get so complacent with seeing stuff all the time mm-hmm. and not realize that, wait, my faith has to be accessed and I really have to make sure I depend on the Holy Spirit, you know? So it was a good learning lesson. Anyways, it finally grew out. We prayed for his knees. These guys now got their attention, right? So that's what Jesus did, right? He, he did miracle signs and wonders to get their attention. Then he gives them the word or vice versa, whatever Jesus does. But he can do whatever he wants. But anyway. Long story short, um, the Lord told me, see, if we follow the Holy Spirit and exactly what he tells us to say, it will happen. So the Lord told me, I want you to pray peace upon them. That's so tangible, they're going to feel it. It's going to be euphoric. It's going to um, it's gonna be like they're high, like a, a high. Mm-hmm. So I prayed for the guy, and I prayed for him, and he said, I feel like naturally high right now. Mm-hmm. Naturally high. And I, said, you, and I asked the stoner guy if he wants to get high. <laughs> the most high, so, but the most high. And he prayed, and there's just peace. There was just like this tangible peace. And you know, I I didn't, I didn't lead them to a salvation prayer. I didn't condemn them. I showed them the love of Christ. The Lord healed them, and I now I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit do and convict them in his heart, right? And and you know, I, I blessed them. I said goodbye. And I got in my car and I got, I was like, oh man, like, okay, Lord, the obedience. When you're, when you obey, you have this, like, you know how we say good job to people? Like when they do amazing job, Holy Spirit does the same thing. And he like comforts you. And he's like, man, you did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Thank you for spreading my word out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and I'm going to say one more thing, Pastor Carmen, I'm going to pass it to you. But, you know, I was praying, Lord, like, just reveal yourself to them. Reveal yourself to them. And I always Thank say that. You, Lord. But then the Lord corrected me. And he said, Christian, I did reveal myself to them. Mm-hmm. Because the spirit I've given you, mm-hmm. you shine the light and you put your hands you, towards mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I got to reveal myself to them through you. And I, I, it was like so simple but so profound. Amen. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So when we're asking, like, Lord, like, you know, reveal yourself to them. Sometimes the God's like, I just want you to go and talk to them. That's it. Mm-hmm. I want to be... We have to be the hands and feet and mouthpiece yes. of Jesus. Right? That's it. So yeah. I just wanted to encourage everybody that's listening on the other side. It doesn't matter how nervous you get. It doesn't matter if you don't maybe have the right words. If you just step out in faith, that's it. God will show up. Just like Meshach, Radchak, and Abednego. Right? They had to step out in faith in the furnace, and who was there with them? That's it. The Lord. Well, you know what's awesome is you, you kind of knew what I was going to talk about, but... Tonight it's going to confirm to them and you exactly why what you're doing is working. Mm. That's awesome. Based on the process that I'm going to talk about tonight. So that's that's good confirmation. And um, so real quick, um, let, let's pray. And then I want you, remember we were talking about discipleship. Yes. I want you to give your definition based on the mission and the, the okay. vision you see what I'm saying yeah, the yeah, vision definitely. of this ministry definitely. and then we'll jump off from there if that's okay. if that's okay cool all right we're just gonna pray anything Everyone? else I think that's it does anyone else have any testimonies mm-hmm. good okay well God thank you for this mighty man of God thank you father for your amazing love that you are a king and you died for us and we thank you father for just your amazing grace upon our lives we thank you that you are giving us this supernatural peace in your presence, Lord, that you're bringing joy back into our hearts again, that you're bringing us wisdom, understanding right now, that your word is going to be declared and it's accompanied by miracle signs and wonders that yes. follow it. Yes. So, Father, we thank you that we um, we just have this unified faith, that we have this uh, unified front 
that, you know what, we're going to stand as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we're not going to have this division or confrontation or any type of resentment towards one another, but that we're going to walk in the true love of Jesus right now with everybody. So I command every demonic attack that's trying to proceed. Yes. I cancel your assignment now. I cancel your operations. I bind you in the name of Jesus, and you must leave. I cast you away now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you that you would bless this podcast, that you would bless everyone that's listening in the future and who's listening right now. Yes. That, Lord God, you would use Pastor Carmen as a mouthpiece, Lord yes, God, sir. that yes, when sir. you would use his lips as a trumpet to speak the truth, yes. that you would use his, his tongue as a sword to pierce men and women's hearts all around the word yes. with your word, Father. Yes, Father. So we thank you, Jesus, that we just have your your perfect peace right now here your perfect peace and holy spirit we welcome you we honor you holy spirit you have full dominion that you would just come over him right now and appoint him and, and give him the right words to say that it says you teach him on that very hour what to say so lord god that we would just have utterance from the holy spirit that we would just pull on the anointing lord god and that we would have open hearts to receive that we'd have open ears to hear that spiritual eyes would be opened up today lord god that there'd be deliverance freedom healing and salvation in jesus mighty name you, so we give you all the glory and honor and praise and father i ask you as a son Lord God, I ask you because I can come holy and blameless and without reproach in your yes, sight. So we you. love you and ask you for all these things in thank unified you. faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for that prayer. And, and yeah. you know, that's a kind of a prelude to the reason you guys receive so well is because you're expecting. Yes. And it's such a joy and a blessing to, to minister in front of you guys and to you guys and with you guys. Because you're so hungry, you pull on that anointing, you respect that anointing. I can't tell you how many, even pastors are like, well, I thought you were operating in this gift and this gift. It's like, yeah, but you don't respect it. Right. So I can't operate in, in a gift if someone doesn't receive it and accept it. Right. You know, any more than Jesus could have. So anyway, those online, make sure you receive, make sure you, you don't look to me like, let me see what you got, boy. No, <laughs> no, look to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. So receive from him. So let's jump right in this. And, and first, Christian, go ahead and share yeah. the the uh, definition, the vision of discipleship that you have for this ministry. Yeah, so I always want to be biblically correct, right? I, I don't want to make up my own thing. But discipleship is learning how to follow. It's learning how to be taught, right? Um, we're, we're also come to a place of maturity to teach others, right? So... As disciples of Jesus, right? You're not a disciple of me or Pastor Carmen. We're all disciples of Jesus. Yes, sir. So I want to make sure that is correct. And I don't want anyone to be confused about that because I don't follow me. Follow him, okay? So anyways, as discipleship, how, how the Lord's been kind of showing me what this looks like is, as a big umbrella, a lot of things have to accumulate to make a true foundational um, establishment for discipleship, such as you need to have faith. You need to know your identity in Christ. You need to know that you're a son or a daughter. You need to know your authority. You need to walk in, walk in the fruits of the Spirit, right? Like be empowered by the Holy Spirit, be led by the Spirit, right? It says, it says whoever is led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God, yeah. right? So the yeah, thing is, uh, that, Romans eight fourteen. right? So the thing is, is that this discipleship is so beautiful because the Lord if you notice, when the disciples followed Jesus, Jesus didn't talk to them just about one thing. He told them and teach them and then showed them hands-on how to do it. Mm -hmm. And then also empowered them. Thank you. you go do it. You yes. go do it. Yes, go, sir. go, that's go. Good. So that's what we're doing here. And this is that's what, good. this has become a, a training camp. But, you know, the Lord kind of corrected me. He's like, you can't just see, you know, people as as targets. Not targets per se, but... As a place where like we're, we're going to war, yeah, we are in a war, but we're supposed to not war against flesh and blood, right? We're, our spiritual warfare is against darkness, principalities, wickedness, right? Demonic things. But we're supposed to have the love of Christ for people. Amen. And, and you can't forget the love of Christ because if it says to put on the whole armor of God, the whole armor of God, but also 
It says to put on put love. On yeah, to put on love is the bond of perfection. Yeah. So if you want to be perfected, put on love. But not just any love, right? Because you hear people, love is love. And the, no, no, no. The love of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus that radiates love, that changes and transforms people, right? We, I want to just help people understand that God's grace empowers us for transformation Thank you, Lord. and any grace that does not empower us for transformation is demonic in nature Absolutely. it is because then it becomes a hyper grace it becomes whatever grace we want it to be mm -hmm. right but god has made it where we can actually become sons and daughters that's so it. that's what i just wanted to share yeah. with you guys and and thank you for that because you know i was telling christian that to be honest whenever he would say discipleship i would always think one side of our side but there's also the God side and man side and God side, right? right? And so when you when you said Romans eight fourteen, that was good because um, the Lord quickened that to me. Also, it says as many as are led yes. by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Yes. Now let me kind of just start slow and see how this develops. Okay, mm -hmm. so I believe the Bible is clear when it talks about children of God and sons of God. As many as receive him, them gave me power to become sons of God. And that's good, Lord, because the power is there, but it's not automatic. You have to act on it. You have to believe it. Like you said about faith, and, and it, it's so important. But let's start with John 6, 63 and kind of see where we go. But John 6, 63... And I'm going to use pretty much King James Version, okay? Okay. Um, so John 6, 63 says, It is the spirit that quickens or makes alive. You know how you pull a fingernail to the quick? It's like, ow! Mm -hmm. yeah. It comes alive. That's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak. Now, this is Jesus talking, okay? They are spirit and they are life. Okay, his words are spirit and life. And, and real quick, thank you for reminding that, Lord. When I talk about triggers earlier, use triggers to remind you to confess this word. Use triggers to remind you to do certain things, whether it's walk in love, whether it's, you know, confess something. You're brushing your teeth. That could be a trigger to do something. You're in the shower. That could be a trigger to do something. Instead of just doing it on a negative side, people say, well, I don't have time to spend in the Word of God. You know, really, you have time to go to the hospital? You have time to die? Because that's the alternative, right? Yeah, but people true. say, I don't have any time. No, no, you have the same amount of time. It's just how you're spending it. Yes. So instead of making these triggers trigger negative emotions, let them trigger a reminder for you to confess the Word of God, speak the Word of God, right? Yeah, Does that make sense? As a reminder. Yeah. So... His words are spirit, and they are life. So when you read the word of God, the spirit of God is on that word. And his word can do everything he can do. Make sense? And I'm just going to go slow and let it breathe, okay? We can get such a hurry sometimes. And they are life. So his words bring life, right? John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that I have life and life more abundantly or to the full till it overflows right now john 14 10 okay so we're going to talk about sonship in order to become a son and again there's male sons and female sons okay so women are female sons it's not you know it's it's we are all man that's why the, the world is just so stupid with all this stuff. We're all men. It's just the women are woe or the women with the womb. We're all species of man. We get all dumb with this kind of stuff. Anyway, don't get me started. But anyway, so we want to become sons. Now, how did Jesus do what he did? Okay. That's, there's a process to the kingdom of God. There's a way we're supposed to operate mm -hmm. as sons. Right. 
And that's the process I'm going to talk about. John 14.10, and then I believe 12.14.10. Okay, John 14.10, beloved, thou not, oh, I'm sorry, believest thou not that I am in the Father? In other words, do you believe I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? We have to make a choice to believe that, right? For the words that I speak unto you, remember what his words are? Spirit and life. So the words I speak to you that are spirit and life, they are not my own, or that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells within me, he does the works. Now that word works there is, is the same as the word words. Mm. Wow. So it's the Father within me, he does the words. Mm. What words? <laughs> the words that he speaks that are spirit and life. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. I'm learning too. That's good, boy, go. <laughs> so, so the word of God right. is alive, like Hebrews 4 says. It's quicker, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Now, and that's the only thing that can divide spirit, soul, and body mm. is the Word of God. That's the only way you know. That's good. So, <clears throat> okay, so, so he's saying, the, this is very, very, very important. The words that I speak, they're not of myself or they're not my own. But the Father that dwells within, he does the works. He does the words. He gives me what to say. Right? Are you following me? Yes. So, very important that you go back over the Gospels and use this as an overlay to everything Jesus said, everything Jesus did. And it's going to become crystal clear. And I seriously, seriously, seriously recommend you study these verses I'm doing tonight because this is a process that will revolutionize the way you think. Come on. Mm -hmm. It will totally change how you see the works of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then instead of you being shy or whatever, that spirit of Christian will come on you and you'll see why he does what he does. Because mm -hmm. he gets it. Mm -hmm. And you will too. Yeah. Now, so it's the Father within he does the words or the works. Now that now now that boggles a religious mind because they think Jesus did all the healings. No, he said the Father within does the works. Jesus didn't heal anybody. Now, unless we just throw the Bible and say, oh, no, that's not true. No, he says right there, he says um, the Father within did the works. You'll see it here in just a second. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. But that's why Jesus had to get baptized in the Jordan River. Okay. Exactly. Because, see, wow. deity, see, Jesus... Jesus did not come to the earth as deity. Yeah. That means he, like all powerful, all right. knowing. All See, he was deity right. in heaven. When he was born in Bethlehem, that was just when his body was born. Because mm -hmm. Jesus was alive from the beginning right. with the Father. Mm -hmm. So deity doesn't have to be anointed. How God anointed Jesus, now is with the Holy Ghost power, went about doing good healing, all the rest of the devil, God was with him. Luke 4, 18. Mm -hmm. No. So deity didn't get hungry like he got hungry. Deity didn't have to sleep. So he came as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Now he didn't sin, but he, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, I'm getting, no, that's good that you said that, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, John 14, uh, 12, verily, verily. When you see two verily, it's, a, it's important, right? I say unto you, he that believes on me. Okay, so who is he talking to? You that believe on me. The works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. Did he go to the Father? Yes then we are going to do the greater works because we are the body of Christ. Christ. We're the body of the anointing. Yes. He's the head. We're the body. Yep. His head can't go where his body don't. His body can't go where his head don't. Right. 
You could pray all day long, Holy Ghost, go to Africa. He's going to go to Africa when you go to Africa. Yeah, that's true. Now, John 16, 13 through 15. And I'll come back and tie all this together. I always do. Okay. At least I think I do. <laughs> how be it, John 16, 13 through 15. How be it, I'll give you guys a second, make sure everybody's there. How be it, when he... The spirit of truth is come. Is he come? Yes. Absolutely, right? He will, not he might, he will guide you into what? All truth. All truth. Jesus' words were spirit life, but they were also truth. Thy word is truth. So he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into what the word says is true about your situation. Ooh, that's good, Lord. But what, or I'm sorry, he says, for he, okay, let's say do it. Howbeit when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. See, even the Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself, right? But who or whatsoever he shall hear from the Father, he, that, what, what he hears from the Father, shall he speak. He will show you things to come. You can't get any stronger than will. Mm -hmm. yeah. What part of will don't you understand? <laughs> he will. That's like, man, bam, right? He will show you things to come. He will glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. See how it's... it's, it's <laughs> therefore I say that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. What's of his? All things the Father has. So all things the Father has belong to you. He wouldn't, that's good, Lord. He wouldn't show it to you and then not let you have it yeah. and go nanny, nanny, boo-boo, you can't have it. Right. right? Right. Make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Now, Jesus said in, um, and, and, and remember in where it said, let there be light or light be. What was that process? Holy Spirit moving on the water. And then the Father said to Jesus, Jesus, light be. Jesus said, light be. And the Holy Spirit brought the light. See, they're all three at one. Yeah, so right? Because awesome. it said Jesus created all things, right? Amen. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and yeah. dwelt among us, right? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. We beheld His glory. Anyway, Verse or John five nineteen, and also like you know when you're talking about that, <coughs> excuse me, it says that he is the light and the life of all men. That's it. Remember, right. my words are spirit, and they are life, life. or life. Right. His words are light. Mm -hmm. They the entrance of his word brings light. Yeah. See, it just keeps yeah. it just keeps building and building like a dynamo, right? Yeah. Uh, the one I'm going to right now, yeah. John 5, 19. Okay, John 5, 19. Let me know when you guys are there. Christian rocking a paper Bible. You know what these Can are? Can you do that at your age? <laughs> is that allowed? I love it. Um, this is actually the Bibles that I have in my car that I give out. Nice. So I'm, so I'm highlighting them so every lit, like, you know, oh, once I give to someone, they'll be like, oh, wait, that's speaking for me. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. John five nineteen. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, very again. Here's two verilies. I say unto you. Now stop. Wait. He. Uh, hang on. Well, let me do this first. But I say to you, this. Um, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. Now, that boggles my mind every time I hear that. Mm -hmm. So, could deity not do anything of himself? Of course not. So, see, he's saying as a son of man, when he walked the earth, he says, I can. He didn't, I can't. He didn't say I won't. He didn't say it's hard. He says, I can't. Yeah. Now, do we believe him or do we just blow that off and say, oh, well, he just didn't mean that. I mean, if we believe scripture... Jesus himself, right? The original El Jefe, the original Jesus, the original man of God, everything, says the Son can do nothing of himself. 
Now, does that sound like Jesus didn't go around healing anybody? Who did? But what he sees the Father do, for what things soever he does, these does the Son also. Now think about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know in the religious mind, you're going bonkers right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's why he had to get anointed by the Holy Spirit. Now, now, exactly. Now, if you want to write, if you're taking notes, remember, Jesus lived by four principles. And that's really what, what we're bearing out here. He only said what he heard his father say. He said in John right here, he said 14. Um, let's see, right? Oh, right here. He says, John 14, 10. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells within does works. So in other words, he gave him the words to say, right? Because he only says what he hears his Father say, right? Number two, he only does what he sees the Father do. Number three, the Son can do nothing of himself, right? And number four, it's the Father within, he does the works. So I only say what I hear my Father say. I only do what I see my Father do. The son can do nothing of himself, and the father within does the works. Okay? So, let's read it again. Uh, John 5, 19. So, he answered, Verily I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but whatsoever he does, whatsoever the father does, these also does the son likewise. In other words, I only do what the father does. I only say what the father does. says... Are, is, is that making sense? Now, why does the Father want you to say, speak to your toe? So the Father within can do the work of healing the toe. See, we keep asking him to do something that's already done. Yeah. That's like me saying, you know, Christian, you know, can you come sit in that chair? Christian, please come sit in that chair. You're like, dude, I'm sitting in the chair. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're, we're looking for something that's already ours. It already belongs to us. It's already happened. Right? right? right. Because it says the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, right? Yeah. By his stripes you were healed was before the foundation of the earth. Right. It's past tense. It's past tense. The healing is already yours. Mm -hmm. So think about the process here. So you said, Holy Spirit, tell me, what to say? Yeah. I only say what I hear my father say. Right. Yeah. True. And then when you said it, what happened? The father within did the work and the leg grew out. Mm -hmm. True. Now you see why you did that process? Because the father yeah. created Jesus and Holy Spirit. Well they well, well, they were already one. Right, they were all right, they already were one. In fact, nobody created them because they were created before the foundation of the earth. They they They're were always here. They never... So they were always here? They were always, always here. Now, 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 Jesus, his spirit, went into the little boy, you know, the baby at Bethlehem, right, right. and grew up and became... Jesus in the flesh. Jesus in the flesh. Right. And then he got anointed by the Holy Spirit. But yeah, they always were. Yeah. Okay? Now, so think about the, pro the kingdom process. This is how right. everything works. This is how you got born again. The Father said, ask Jesus into your heart. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Wow. So you said it with your mouth, you believed it in your heart, and you were saved. And the Father within did the works and he saved you. Wow. That's the whole kingdom of God process. Now I've said this before many times, but it's the perfect sliding here. People say, I'm just believing God. Great. What is it about God you're believing? Right. I believe he's powerful. Great. The devil believes that. Mm -hmm. I believe he saves. Great. People are in hell today believing that. Wow. Because they never received it. Mm. So it's not just what you believe. It's acting on what you believe. That's faith, isn't it? Yes. Acting on what you believe. Yes. So... Bring that back, Lord, if you want me to talk about that. But the point is, that's the kingdom process. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, thank you. I'll say it. <laughs> James says, don't be a hearer of the word only, but a doer. Because if you are here only, you deceive yourself. And that wicked one captures you at his will. Think about the mind-boggling aspect of that. If you don't act on God's word, you just hear it. Say, oh, isn't that marvelous? But you don't do anything with it. Satan doesn't have to deceive you. You do his work for him. So that's why what you do, Christian, works because you say, God, what do you want me to say to this person? Right. What do you want me to do for this person? Right. Also, just a side note, too. Um, I've heard like other pastors say that when you become baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's God anointing you to do his will. Yep. Do you have a do you have a, do you have an empty glass or an yeah, empty cup, yeah. real quick? Because yeah. I want to show an analogy on that. <coughs> Sucking down that water, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. I want to show an analogy on what you just said, Christian. So now, so this is this is you born again okay if i was to pour water on this glass the the water thank you would go on the outside of that glass right and you got born again or saved because the holy spirit's in you but when you go like this if you keep pouring 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 until it overflows that glass becomes baptized the word baptized means dunk Submerged. Submerged. So you were dumped or submerged in the Holy Spirit and it overflowed with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Make sense? And many more of the even the nine gifts, gifts, right? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. To operate in the nine gifts, yeah, you really I I don't I don't yeah, yeah, let's just go. Yeah, because because the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, all of those things do not work apart from the Holy Spirit. And if you want to operate in those gifts, then you have to be filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. Right. Now, when somebody gets born again, they have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They're just not baptized or filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Or the anointing mm-hmm. upon you, up right. on, up on, until yeah. it overflows. And then when you lay hands on the sick, the anointing, of the Father flows out of your hand into them, and then the burdens removed, the yokes destroyed because of the anointing. And the Father within did the works. Yes, sir. So I was actually talking to my mom about this. I think it was yesterday how the three are one. So like the Spirit of the Lord. That's Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Father. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one for God. What else? Is there another? The Trinity you're talking about? Yeah, kind of like the Trinity, but like when you hear it, the Spirit of the Lord or, right. you know, the Spirit of God. It's Holy Spirit, but it's the Spirit of the Father and it's the Spirit of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it's his own thing. They're, they're all, they're, they're three distinctly yeah, different, but they're all three in one. Well, it's like you. You're, you're a triune being too. You're right. spirit, soul, and body. Right. Right. See, that's Christian's yeah. body. Right. Christian is you, the spirit. Right. That's your body, and that's your mind. Mm-hmm. And get it right in that order, spirit, soul, body. Is it also like Christian's a husband, he's a son. Does that, is it like different roles? I, you know, it's amazing because, right, um, the, the, there's definitely significance of different numbers. Like eight is new beginning. Three is I don't I, I can't remember what three is, but there's different numbers that that are definitely significant throughout the Bible. You know what I mean? Um, but but definitely yeah. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, exactly. They are three, but yet they are one. You know. So, but if you understand that process, Jesus spoke it. The spirit the the Father told Jesus what to speak. Jesus spoke it, and the Spirit did it. Does that make sense? Now, John uh, 15, 30, 
And here it is again. Remember he said, the words that I speak are not my own, but it's the Father within. So he only says what he hears his Father say. So in other words, he said, so let me, let, me, let me get back to what I said earlier about you say, well, I'm believing God. Great. What is it about God you believe in? Now, listen to me very, very carefully. Yes, 100%. Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing, yes. hearing by the word of God. Now, here's my question for you. Faith comes by hearing what? The anointed word of the Christ. In other words, the spoken word from the Holy Spirit. That's how faith comes. You can't just take a scripture and just start hearing it and say, okay, faith is it. No, because in order for faith to come, you have to know what the Lord is saying to you about that situation. And then the anointing from the Father <laughs> on that word right. causes faith to come. It's revelation too. It's revelation. So you, yeah, you. Thank you. The scripture that he's telling you has to be illuminated. It has to be revelated, so to speak. It has to be revealed to you. Then faith is there. So, in other words, once you know from the Father what scripture to stand on, faith is there. So that's amazing. What you said. But I feel like the Lord just gave me a, a question to ask you so we can dissect it. So someone that doesn't know scripture, someone that doesn't know the word of God, doesn't really hear God's voice yet. How would they approach that to get to that place? Right. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, right. spend time in this book. If you just flat aren't disciplined enough to read several scriptures or read a chapter or whatever, start with one scripture and meditate on that scripture for the whole week. Mutter it, chew on it, speak it to yourself over and over and over and over and over again. And do that 52 times a year. And you will have 52 scriptures inside of you. And then the Holy Spirit can quicken to you or bring to your remembrance what scripture he wants you to stand on for that situation. So that's what you can start with and ask the Lord, Lord, show me. Now see, so many times we say, well, Lord, I need healing. How do you know? For some people, healing is spelled L-O-S-E-W-E-I-G-H-T. If someone's 100 pounds overweight, and they have knee problems, for them, healing might be lose weight. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Stuff. Right? Yeah. It may be cut down on the caffeine. Yes. Yeah. Might be quit drinking the alcohol. Okay. See, it might be forgive. Mm -hmm. yeah. See, there's a key issue to everything, right? Yeah. And the key issue is, Lord, what do you want me to stand on in this situation? What words do you want me to say? In this situation. Right. So you think you need healing. Maybe you just need to forgive. Mm -hmm. See, see, remember blind Bartimaeus? You know he had a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus said, what is it you want me to do for you? Lord, that I might receive my sight. Mm -hmm. When he got his sight, that fixed the begging problem. Because now he can work. Yeah. Now he can go do something. He can put his hand to something. Remember, he says he gives you the power to get wealth, right? How? By putting your hands to something, right? That's good. So that was his key issue. So you need to know what scripture you're standing on, whereby faith comes, and then you only say that and ask the Lord to tell you what to say over your toes, and then only say that. And don't say anything else, and don't do anything else. You'll see that here in a minute in Mark, but for John 5.30, I, John 5.30. Mm -hmm. And it's also going back to, I only see what the Father, right? Sees, I only do what the Father I only say what I, what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see my Father do. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't go anything outside of that. 
Exactly. And if you read it, so, so, so when you, thanks Christian. So when you read the, the gospels, say, Jesus, why did you do that? The father must've told you to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll, you'll see that in Mark in a minute, but, but John 530, I can, John 530, John, I, I, for some reason, somebody's still writing John five, verse 30. Okay. I can, this is Jesus talking. I can of my own self do no thing, nothing. As I hear, I right? As I hear what the Father says, I judge. And my judgment is just. Why? Because he only said what the Father told him to say. And the God, and, and Jesus is a good judge. Yes, and if you're born again in your righteousness of God, you're like, judge me. Mm-hmm. Judge my heart, man. I'm good. I'm clean. I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. You want him to judge your heart. Because you're clean, you're innocent in here. Yeah. So be, he says, is just my, my, let me say it again. I can in my own self do nothing or the father or the son can do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is just because, at, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the father which sent me, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Now let's turn over to Mark 11. So most of you are familiar with this, but it's, but it's, it's showing you this process at work. What process? He only said what he heard his father say. He only did what he saw his father do. And then what happened? The father within did the works. Now, does anyone have any questions? Anything that needs a little bit more clarity or maybe if you could brush up on it, do you have anything? Okay. Nobody? Okay, so John 11, or Mark 11, 11, and Jesus entered in Jerusalem, went into the temple, and when he looked around about all things, now the evening tide was come, he went out onto Bethany with the 12. Now here's my question. Why did Jesus just look around in the temple and not do anything or say anything? Why? Probably because he wasn't led by the Spirit to do so. Because the Father didn't tell him to say anything. Mm-hmm. And the Father didn't tell him to do anything. Mm-hmm. So he just left. Mm-hmm. Now you know they were doing the same nonsense here as they will the next night when he comes back. They didn't change anything. They're still doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But he just looked around and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of had this picture in my head when you when you're saying that. That's why Jesus always had to distance himself and go commune with the Father. Uh-huh. Because he had to get quiet to hear his voice constantly. Exactly. Because everything else was distracting him. Exactly. That he wouldn't move from the from the crowds and multitudes and he would go and be with the Father. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, that's why we can't hear God's voice because we're distracted by all this. And even Jesus himself had to go. Yep. He, he doesn't talk himself. to this. He talks in here. Yeah, yeah you got to get quiet. All voices yeah. around us. Yeah. Have you ever, have you, like, you wake up at two or three in the morning and when you've been sleeping, and that's the best time to hear him because you're quiet all night and then all of a sudden it just, right? Yeah, that's true. He talks to me early in the morning. Yeah. So now, okay. So verse 12, and on the morrow or the next day, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. He saw a fig tree. Having leaves, he came in if he might find something on it, and he found nothing but leaves, for the time figure was not yet. Jesus answered. Now, why did it say he answered? Because the tree said something to him. You ain't getting no fruit from he. Right? The tree talked to him. So he answered it. And he said, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Why did he say that? The father told him to say that. So the tree didn't literally talk to him. Could No, but it was not literally, but like right. In other words, it sent a message. No, it wasn't out loud, no, no, but no. it sent a message. The message was, "You ain't getting no figs from me." Right. So he answered it and said, "No man, think about it. think think about it. you know this is God because who talks that way, yeah. right?" Mm-hmm. So so now now here you got to hear this. He didn't say die. He just simply said, nobody is going to eat fruit from you hereafter forever. Yeah. 
Now I'm going to get back to that in a minute. And they came to Jerusalem. Jesus went to the temple, began to cast them out, sold and brought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them as sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. Doesn't sound like a wimp to me, huh? Why didn't he do that the night before? Father didn't tell him to do that the night before. I believe with all my heart, he went, saw, and then got alone that night, like you said, and, and the father told him what to do. Yes. That's what we need to do. Yes. Watch this. He said, is it not written, my house shall be called a, of all nations the house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. Verse 18. And the scribe and chief Pharisees heard it, saw how they might destroy him because they feared him. And when evening was come, he went out of the city. Now, Here's what I want you to understand. He, in other versions, basically talks about that he sat down and taught them. The key issue was not making a whip and turning over the tables. Because if he had done that and got mad and left, they would have just put everything back together. The key issue was him teaching the people. So you know you could be angry but sin not. So he didn't flip out and freak out. He was angry. And he turned the tables over. No wimp is going to stop everybody from coming in through that temple like he did. Right? So the point is, he taught them. And, and you see that in other versions. But in the morning, verse 20, they passed by and saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remember said, Master, behold, the fig tree which you curse is withered away. So... It took a, pro a, a process of time, about 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And you know there was no change when they walked out the first time or Peter would have said something. You know that. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I want you to get. Jesus answering said unto them, okay, remember the process. Think about it. Jesus said to them, what did Jesus say to them? What the Father told him to say to them. See how it ties into everything? Yeah. This is why Jesus did what he did. He wasn't just making stuff up. The father told him to talk to the fig tree. The father told him to say this. <laughs> and he said, have faith. Go ahead, Christian. No, you're good. Have faith in God. And I was listening to Dan Moore, and he's like, you can have faith, but have faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. You can have faith in this working. You can have faith in this working. But Jesus said, have faith. Right, because there's only one kind of God faith. And that's the faith of God. Or, or literally, this, this means have the faith of God. Or here's how you have the faith of God. That's good. And that's confirmation what I said earlier. Thank you, Lord. You have to hear what word he wants you to stand on. Yeah. Yes. And then you say that word. Yeah. So good. And then he says, Verily I say unto you, where do you get the words from? <laughs> the Father. So the Father said... To him, Jesus, say this. So verily I say to you, my words are spirit in their life. My words are not my own, but it's the Father within. So the words I'm saying are what the Father told me to say. See how it, it, it's the entire process? So he said that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, or the desired end result, and shall not doubt, in his heart, but shall believe in his heart that those things he says, which came, <laughs> which came from the Father, yes. <laughs> will come to pass. Yes. He will have whatever he says that he said that came from the Father. That's so good. See, that's how Jesus did what he did. Yes. See, so you say. Does that sound an awful lot like no man eat fruit again hereafter forever? Say to the, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Nine words, both places. Wow. And when you say it, don't doubt in your heart. Now, he says, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore, now he's about to put it into practice. He said, now watch this. I'm going to show you how this works. Therefore, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive. Does that sound like speak and don't doubt in your heart? Now, verse 23 is talking about speaking like to your toes. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Verse 24 is talking about prayer. Right. Now listen very carefully. Verse, now let's, let's take this like this, okay? Both are dealing with a mountain. One is releasing authority, speaking to the thing, and telling it what it's going to do. The other is praying the desired end result. Nowhere can you find where he said pray to the Father to fix this situation. He didn't say pray this situation. He said what things soever you desire when you pray. Do you desire a mountain? No. You desire a mountain to be gone. Right. So what do you pray? The answer, not the problem. You speak to the problem, mm -hmm. but you pray the answer. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You say like, so really... A quick example would be, Father, I ask you, or no, Father, I command this mountain to move. No, 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 you don't even have to, you, you don't, no, he, he didn't say, you say to the Father. No, he said, if you have faith in God, you say to the mountain. Okay. You mountain of sickness, get out of here okay. in Jesus' so name. So like you would say, I command, you know, this sword to be gone in Jesus' name. Exactly. Right. Then, now, how would you pray about that? Father, you said what things soever desire when I pray, believe I receive. Father, I'm asking you for to, to heal my foot. Mm -hmm. I believe I receive healing in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Now, you say, well, which is better? What do you have the most confidence in? Mm -hmm. Saying it or praying it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the key. Here's what they both have in common. Number one, they can't be your words. That's good too, Lord. I just That's got a right. revelation. You have to ask so him what good. to pray. That's good. <laughs> so good. Now, you, right? You're praying his word. Yeah, you're pr but what word? Right, the one he revealed to you. The one he illuminated. That caused faith to come. Yes. That the Father told you to, to pray. Yes. <laughs> and like, actually like a word of knowledge is literally the Father giving you a word. Uh-huh. You say it, uh -huh. and then you're given power uh -huh. to command it to get out. Yes. Now, That's like when, when I said so, I had a word for you, remember? Uh -huh. I didn't know what it was until I opened my mouth. Yes. Yeah. And then it was the words that the Father told me to speak to you. Yes. So good. And then when you acted on it, the Father then did the work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this will work wow. by saying or praying. Yes. Now, when you say it, you don't have to pray it. Mm -hmm. And when you pray it, you don't have to say it. Mm -hmm. But, number one, they can't be your own words. Mm -hmm. Number one, they can't be your own words. Okay? We're going to wrap this up here in just a minute. Number one, they can't be your words. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have to believe and don't doubt in your heart. Mm -hmm. When you say or when you pray. One way you have to believe what you say is coming to pass. The other way you have to say what you pray is coming to pass. Does that make sense? Yeah. But either way, you can't doubt in your heart. Right. So can you, like, like for her toes, right? So she can pray the word that was revealed to her, the scripture? Yeah, if toes. she has a scripture that applies to her.